Aubrey James. I want to be James, James wherever is there I am. Forever. It's the scariest bow, month bow. in the scariest year. Bow, bow, bow. Yep, 2013. It's 2013 because 13 is the spookiest. It's 2013. Hmm. It's 2013. Let me take you back to a time called 2013. In 2013, like in 2013, there was no existential crisis at the time. It was a year after people thought that we were all going to die from the uh, because of the Mayan calendar in 2012, and that was the kind of that was what was going on at that time. Was that people were like the Mayans stopped at this year and didn't go on infinitely. That means that this is the last year the sun is going to explode. And they made a movie about it, and people were scared. What was the what movie? Was it was it called Twenty Twelve? I don't know the I don't know the movie. There was it. There was a movie. There was like an apocalypse movie that came out in Twenty Twelve that was about like the Mayan calendar, like the whole. Hold on, let me let me use uh my handy dandy. It was called Twenty Twelve, American Disaster Film. The plot follows geologists. Adrian Helmsley, and the actor's name was Ijafor. What? Chitewhistle Ijafor? I didn't get anything about that right. Who discovers the Earth's crust is becoming unstable after a massive solar flare caused by an alignment of the planets. Uh, Novelist Jack Curtis, uh, as he attempts to bring his family to safety as the world is destroyed by a series of extreme natural disasters, the film refers to Mayanism and the 2012 phenomenon in its portrayal of cataclysmic events. The 2012 phenomenon. If the Mayans were so smart, they'd still be around. Right? Which is, I think, what everybody said in 2012. Yep. And those but are the I'm kind just, of... so I'm 20, just to reiterate So, that. again, 2013, it's like we made it out of the fire, right? Like, we didn't... Like, everyone thought that was the apocalypse. We made it out of that. Um, at the time, there was no global pandemic. All so tell me more about 2013, which you 20- said is allegedly the scariest year. I, I, I need you to... Um, well, it ends in the 13. You're going to have to come up with something better. No, that's all I got. It ends in the 13. Why do I need to come up with anything better than that? That's spooky. That's just that's pathetic. All right. Is, well, what, what, do you think is, what do you think is scarier than a 13? 2020. Okay, well, well, I mean, yeah, in context it is. But if you, if I was in 2013 and you were like, what's scarier, 2013 or 2020? I'd be like, 2013. It's got I would a, definitely. It's got a 13 on the end of it. I would have said 2020. The scariest things are 13s, right? The scariest things are being 30. Yes, that's a scary thing. When did you turn 30? July. In 2020. In 2020. So what you're saying is 2020 is the scariest year. That's not my my age isn't necessarily the most frightening thing to me right in this moment of multiple cataclysmic disasters and uh like I I feel like we are we're also already over the the caring about the environment. I feel like that's just done. We're just like, well, we we already went not over that bad. waterfall, so I don't think we can do anything about that. We Although crested I will say, that hill. And you probably know this that the uh the pandemic has been a little bit uh, nice to the environment. Not nice enough. Less people driving around. It's been bad recently. I mean, I don't. I, I commute. I know you don't commute, but it's been bad. The the traffic has gotten back to fully back to pre-pandemic 
uh, traffic, and I hate it. I don't like it at all. I don't want to... Fully back. Yeah, it's fully back. I, I, You know, during, like, like deep pandemic, you know, mid-pandemic, I used to be able to get to my job uh, in, like, or I think around 30 minutes, and now I'm back to my usual uh, pre-pre-pandemic, which was around, like, an hour 10. So, I, man, I was shaving off, like, 40 minutes. I was going, like, 90 on the Bell Parkway, 90. And that's 80 minutes a day. I know. That's And that's both ways. That's a lot of time. That's a whole... That's, like, one Shrek. That's a... That's a well, is it? I mean... Shrek is that short? It is a short movie, right? Well, I said it's almost a Shrek. Shrek is, I think, ninety-one minutes. Are you? Wow! Imagine if you're correct about that. I, this is a lot of. This is going to be a big Google podcast. I mean, yeah. Let's see how Shrek. How long is what I typed in? An hour thirty-five. Hour thirty-five. Sorry. So I, you were close. Yeah. You're off by four minutes. Yeah. <sighs> man, oh man. You've been, man, you've been oh playing man. any any video games? No, they suck. They kind of do, right? No, there's good ones. All right, well, make up your mind. All right, they they suck. All right. No, they're good. Um, I've been. Mm. Uh, I I feel like one of the strongest things that's not just my regular, like we we you know I've been playing Hades. We were talking a lot about Hades and good cool stuff has like uh I think in within the last podcast we both uh beat Hades like for whatever the like the the um finished the run there i could imagine that there's more that comes after that and more big fights but uh uh, those would in the know would know what uh we're talking about like the the final boss the first time you like kind of finish the game there uh, is i mean it it does say that it's a complete run yeah um but there's some cool stuff that that. happens i'm sure i'm sure there's more but there's a lot of cool stuff Uh, one of the things that i like the best is that there's like actual weapon upgrading after that which i think is really neat there already was that, but yeah. Well, always beforehand because I didn't. Yeah, I yeah. I think you, uh, you just um, didn't notice it until after. Can't you see? I wanna be there wherever you are. And that's good. That's good podcast. Uh, so there's there was there was a lot of cool stuff, and then they have like a sort of uh, skulls style like uh, negative modifier, like uh, you choosing which way you want the game to get harder always like that I, it is a it is phenomenal like everyone I, i've only heard good things about hades and uh you know 15 or so runs in it always surprises me with something that's new. it 15 runs i think so i feel like i've done like at least like 25 or something but it's always surprising me with something new i love it i love it it's a great game i i will be uh shocked if that's not a uh consistent game on uh game of the year lists it will be yeah how's your hades going have you had any you were talking about some kind of cool uh, runs i still i haven't gotten a second win which i which i was hoping for right now i have a win going on where uh first off i hate the sword and i keep tr- i keep only playing the sword to try to make it work and it's just, it just I, doesn't I, work I just play whatever is the dark bounty or whatever the dark thirst yeah, but i have like so much of that banked that I'm, i just want to make the sword work so i'm trying to like force sword runs until i can get it i have the variant how do you of have so sword. much of a bank you ha- you've been unlocking like the mirror stuff like the with the keys I'm working on it but what i'm trying to say is that like the sword mod that i have is the one that um uh where whenever you do a special attack, um, you get increased crit chance on your regular attacks. So it's sort of like you're supposed to do special, then do attack. 
Um, but I just can't seem to get like a combo that I'm in love with. In regards to the darkness and saying you have so much of it stored up, um, you did. You might not know this because this is very weird, and I don't know if they. I do know it. The, the yeah, there, swapping. There's a second, there's, yeah, there's yeah. a variant. Yep. Yeah, there's like a va- like every upgrade. It's like such a weird thing that I I didn't really notice at first, but it's like every upgrade with the darkness, which is like your main kind of outside, like the rogue light persistent elements that empower you up. Uh, like on the left hand side of like the UI is this m- minor element that lets you swap to like a light version, like a more aggressive. It's usually like a more aggressive, less safe version of of like different ten- types of talents. Pretty cool. So many, so many things in Hades. Yeah, I wonder if they're planning on uh, putting in some more content. Not that I, they need it. But... I feel like it's doing so well that I think that they're this this game might be one of the strongest. Because they've never done that. They've never done that. But I feel like this is the game that is the strongest candidate for like a post patch DLC or something. That's what I'm thinking. For me, the 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 uh, weapon that I find like always tanking the run and like no matter if I've had crazy combos with it and it just never works is the fists and I like fist weapons. But I just find it's so binary, like, it doesn't, it's, other weapons at least, like, have a little bit of range, but I find the fist, like, I don't really know what they want me to do with it in certain areas of the game where, like, I just feel like I have to take damage. Yeah? Yeah, I've been fighting Hades this whole time. Wow. But I'm not even playing not the sword. I, I'm playing this combo. So the combo that I currently have is, it's a, it's one of Zeus's duo unlocks. Uh, I th- I think that it's du- it's Zeus and um, whoever the shield person is. What's her name? Artemis. Artem Artemis? No, that's the, you know though actually the that's the bow person. But Athena. I think that it actually is Artemis, uh, and it's the one where uh, if your casts are on the ground, it just shoots lightning nearby. So you just drop all your casts like near the enemy, and then uh, you kind of let the lightning bolts do the work. Uh, I have jolted. I have extra. Uh, thunder damage so hades is at right now about like 0.5 percent health so i'm just gonna put this game down because i think that uh, i'm about to hit some story beats once i finish this run and uh you know see what comes next after that because it seems like there's going to be narrative beats at the end of every run yeah they always uh, they do sneak those in every while uh, I'm waiting to see what you do with the big nectar, the ambrosia or whatever it is. Yeah. Like oh, those large uh, bottles. I think they, they say that it's like you use it as the last point. Once you've gotten your friendship with someone all the way up with the, the minor amb- or whatever that is, the juice. And then maybe it'll like upgrade their trinket to like a, a, a God level or something. Something like that. That'd maybe. be cool. I'm, I'm waiting to see. Cause I have Cerberus. I've only given nectar to Cerberus and like, I give like one nectar here and there to everybody else, but I'm not like anywhere close to having the trinkets. I do kind of wish that I played it on uh, steam just so that I would have the achievements, but uh, I just didn't, you know, I just, right. uh, I played it on the switch. It's, it's good on the switch. Uh, Though I will say, uh, I'm having some issues with my Joy-Cons, which is a bummer. All Joy-Cons are terrible. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this on the the, the podcast, but Joy-Cons are terrible. It's insane how expensive they are and how cheap they feel at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know that they've got like a lot of shit going on in them with like the IR and the motion tracking and the, the what is it, HD rumble. Yeah, but, but they're kind of crap, right? Like they're kind of really shitty. They are like a like for they like technologically they're good, and then I agree with you. Like they feel flimsy, and they feel like yeah. they don't hold up much to. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, I'm using like third party ones, but the reason I'm using third party ones is that my first pair of Joy Cons had drift, and uh, when I was looking for Joy Cons in April, they were all sold out because that's when everybody was getting their Switch, uh, for Animal Crossing and all that. Um, so yeah, the switch, the switch controllers are shit. And you know, what sucks even more is if you have a switch light and you get drift, you can't even replace those joy cons. Yeah. You just have to deal with it. Like you, like you would in the old days. Remember in the old days when that happened and it wasn't like you could just go buy another controller. Like that's all you had. And then you'd give it to like your friend that came over. Like, no, you get the bad controller. Yeah. And you have to kind of like offset it all the time. Yep. That's how it was. That's how it were. That's how it was. But yeah, I'm I'm still gonna be playing Hades for a while. I think seems good. You know what I think I'll be playing for a while. What's that? Genshin Impact. I actually so like last week. Oh we, yeah, that, we, we, I, I knew that there was something I played last week. We brought it up and I hadn't really gone anywhere with it uh, because it, it it had just come out the night before. Um, but uh, Genshin Impact is really taking off there's a lot of people talking about it i'm surprised if i feel like it's the first kind of mainstream gotcha that's like starting to be mainstream yeah Um, it is and i mean that there are definitely like um games like fake grand order that everyone had heard the name of or there's like you know people are like i think a lot of people know like the terminology gotcha and they know maybe dokkan battle or fake grand order and i know and, and people did play like uh fire emblem fates and, and things like that but i, or, I was it fates or heroes i think heroes is fire the, emblem heroes you're totally right is the one uh, but, but this is really the first mainstream one this is the first one that you'll see people playing on twitch and i i think that you know that's because this is a game that is on pc it's on ps4 and it's on mobile yeah and for at least for the pc and mobile it's cross-platform or cross-save so that's really nice cross-platform cross-save it's a fun it's a fun game to play it's fun yeah i'm I'm really enjoying it 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 is sort of um aesthetically very similar to breath of the wild it's breath of the waifu did did anyone say this yet someone yeah breath of the waifu that is the best video game nickname of the year for sure did i say that first because there's no way i did right no you did not say that first that's been the name of a lot of twitch streams oh yeah um yeah definitely but it it is good like i said it's similar to breath of the wild in that it is a game that that has a heavy emphasis on exploring uh the color palette is very similar you get the sort of a the glider uh and sort you, of you'll spend similar... a lot of time crawling up rocks and managing your stamina uh yeah cooking in the open world uh the game has that kind of i don't know if it feels like quite to the breath of the wild level but it has that kind of like elements and uh like uh you know water and then being able to electrocute or fire lighting grass on fire and then being able to use like water or wind to blow it out and stuff like that and kind of having those elements i haven't seen it i i think that it it does kind of feel somewhat um beholden to the fact that it has to run on on mobile so it doesn't have like crazy like a crazy physics engine the way that breath of the wild had with 
um, you know, some of those, uh, like stasis and stuff like that, being able to um, yeah. lock something in place and hit it and then uh, like ride a rock around. Or yeah, uh, I mean, I I do feel like the element system is a little bit. Uh, I don't want to see tacked on, but it kind of is tacked on. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it seems like all the combos just do the same thing. They do different things, uh, and I I don't know. Like, they don't always do a great job explaining it. That there's some, like, interesting ones, like Earth, for example, like, does a combo where uh, if you, like, hit someone with an with Earth after uh, they, when they have a shield up or something, that they drop on the ground, a th- like, a orb that, al- that gives you extra shielding towards their type of damage. Um, there, there are like some minor one, like uh, water and ice interact in like a freezing way. Uh, fire takes like extra damage or whatever with like wind and so there's there's some minor ones. I do feel like I would have liked it to be more like a unique wheel of like every type of element has like a unique style of interaction. Even if it were a minor thing, even if it were like fire and uh electricity creates like a fire like a bolt of like a flaming like like electricity or like an explosion or something even if it were kind of like i I feel like there's some cool things that 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 could have been done but for the most part it's just like well get them like use like like for me i'm i like i just end up using like water on enemies and then using lightning and then like that's just my combo is just like water and lightning everything yeah, and that's fair. Uh, but it is a gotcha game, also. But uh, you know, there is sort of questing where you're trying to go through the main storyline, and and once you get through the main storyline, that's where uh, it really becomes a, a gotcha at the end of it. Um, there is like an energy system, and like at the once you reach the end of the ranks, the energy system becomes like pretty brutal. Yeah, and, and it is also kind of a bummer that. Uh, you know, in a main game like this, you're, you're, you know, like if this were Breath of the Wild, you like would stumble across a dungeon, or or you like find like a, a crazy monster and you fight it, and you hope that at the end of it, you're gonna get a really awesome weapon or a really awesome item or something. But in this game, all the really awesome stuff comes from gotcha pulls. Some uh, of it, I know that I know that I think the best stuff, like the legendary stuff, is like raiding and stuff raiding and that will come uh near the end but they do have like amazing weapons in the gacha that has always been a slightly worrisome thing in gacha games but it's not as bad because the game isn't focused on pvp that's like that's one of the big issues for me in gacha is that like i play epic 7 a lot but the end game of epic 7 is pvp and it does matter to like have some of the characters or to pay money to like refresh your stamina. So those are things where like by paying money, you can do better against another person. Whereas with PVE, it doesn't really bother me as much because I think all content is uh, completable with the characters that they just give you and they will slowly give you pulls to get a chance to get characters so you never need the the weapons out of the gotcha if anything you're just like you know you're spending money to make it a little bit easier for yourself or just give you different options um but you're never like they're never they're never forcing you to and you're never going to be like fighting someone who swiped their card harder than you yeah but if there's stuff that you want it's yeah there's stuff that you want every like 
like why can't I just let's say let's say I really want to play Venti, why I, I can't just buy Venti for twenty dollars? Like it could be two thousand dollars before I see the character I want to pull. Yeah, and that's that yeah, sucks. that's gotcha. I mean, it, it like people, of course. It that the other thing is that with be, being the first kind of mainstream gotcha, and that people are have their eyes on it, and like I think like friends of the show like Jess and stuff like that are playing this game, and that like a lot of people Austin are just, is playing it. Yeah, a lot of people. Austin well, that doesn't surprise me. Gotchas. That doesn't make. Yeah, he played. He has a history of gotchas. Um, but uh, like this is the this is the one that everyone is kind of seeing. So all all that kind of bullshit that goes along with that uh that monetary system with uh is uh i guess people are kind of interacting with that in a lot of i've made my peace with it for most part for the most part um the there the i guess in in the reason why it's kind of like or i guess like the um answer or the like the 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 thing that the positive that comes out of gotcha sometimes is that uh, they get so much money that that gotchas tend to, and especially like mobile games, tend to get such massive and frequent updates. Like, like if you're playing a gotcha game, you usually care. Like a lot of gotcha games just have characters coming out like multiple weekly or or like like biweekly or like a couple things monthly, and then like some major patches within like every month or two. Like because they're they're making a lot of money, they want people to play it every single day, and content comes out quickly, and like the game improves itself pretty rapidly. And for the people who don't want to spend anything, they're you know they get to be along for the ride and play all the content, um, but they you know they don't get to get their cosmetics or uh, the characters that they want, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'd i be interested to see how fast characters come out. Right now, it's a small roster. We haven't really talked too much about the gameplay. But I think there's three that are, there's four that are coming out soon. Yeah, so right now there's like 23 characters. Each character is pretty, you know, they have a unique attack string. They have a strong attack. They have an elemental ability, and then they have like their ultimate ability. Yeah, and then there's like more uh, passives and stuff that goes along with like a passive tree. Yeah, there's a passive tree that's very hard to fill out because a lot of it is related to uh, gotcha pulls. And, like, if you pull multiple of the same character, you can essentially, like, fill out their constellation, which is great because I've pulled Barbara three times and literally no other character from that pack. Mm -hmm. So very cool. Yeah, that is uh, I don't. I don't have any tier fives yet. Do you? I do. I have two. You spent you spent some money, right? You dropped. I, the, I dropped the hundred, and I got the um, monthly pass thing where you get stuff in the mail. And yeah, when, I, and when I first thing. dropped the hundred in those pulls, I got Mona, and then uh, over time uh, with the monthly pass, like I spent, I I, I bought, I did, did as many rolls. Like, I did all my pulls with the hundred, and then I got an extra pull just from like the free currency and eventually saving up from uh the currency i was getting daily from that like the monthly pass thing that i got uh one pull and i actually got a uh five star ka-ching and she's been the cool she's been super dope love her so much she's like I want uh ka-ching does a like she can like place a um 
this this like orb kind of thing and she can even like aim it all the way in the air like like up in the air or on the ground and if you tap quickly then she'll just throw it at the closest enemy and then if you tap again she'll teleport and attack to it so it like ends up being not only awesome for like moving around during combat and feeling like it's a really cool technique like to use but awesome for exploration because you can like aim it up high in the sky and then teleport to it and now you're like quadruple jump length and then you can just glide so and then it also helps me get up further like rock faces because sometimes it'll be like just slightly too high to climb on your own and you might need food or something to be able to climb it and what i can do is just like teleport halfway up it and then uh glide so that's really cool i really enjoy her a lot Hmm. so the first time you spend money on this game they give you double the amount of of coins or whatever yeah because they want people to spend that hundred dollars because mm-hmm. then you're duplicating the the you know you're you're getting extra bonus uh I don't hundred dollars like this game mm-hmm. because you that's a to. lot of money yeah that's a lot of money um so I'm gonna see I'm probably gonna play through the campaign until I hit the the wall where it just becomes grinding dailies and yeah. then I'll see well if you like it how um, much I like grinding dailies. Well, if you like it, then you could always do that. Uh, like, there's always that best value out of that monthly pack, and then you just save it up over time. But yeah, I I, I, I see a lot of good in this game, and uh, the dailies so far haven't been too bad. And on the positive side, like, everyone hates on stamina, and I completely understand why they hate on stamina. But again, in, in a PvP game, one of the issues with stamina is that if, if there's a set amount... So, like, in, in, in Epic 7, one of the main ways to get gear is you grind this endgame boss that costs stamina to run, which means that someone who is buying, like, the refresh currency or, and refreshing their, their, their stamina gets to just run that more times, then they get more of this currency that they can use to craft endgame weapons and items, whereas someone who's just u- free-to-play and is not uh putting more money into like refreshing their stamina is going to go at a much much slower pace uh whereas you know someone who's spending a lot of money can just keep their phone running and grinding this boss um but when you have a pve game like this like if anything it's good because you can you can get on you can uh burn out the resin which is like the stamina and get off and don't feel not feel like like you have to continue doing anything else. Like I, I feel like it's like I, I'm what in no I rush. I wanted to play the game. I mean, there's stuff. That you, there's plenty of stuff that you can do without. Like there, like uh, the the resin is what you use for like the dungeon runs and bosses, and then these like ley lines, which are which like appear randomly around the map and yeah. like spawn a bunch of enemies, but. That's like like playing the um, story and doing missions and doing side quests and in the open world there's a lot of um, like big puzzles and sometimes like quest chains and stuff that you can find and all that stuff like exploration and uh, just going around the map and finding these things like none of that actually costs anything doing the story doing quests doesn't cost yeah I mean you could just play the campaign and be done with the game. You that could. is an option. Yeah, yeah. No one's like you could always just take it at and then and then it's a it, it is a good game. Like if you don't ever want to grind, then it is a good uh, like gotchas are are fairly good to just like you could get to the end of the game. Um, 
uh, put it down and then wait, like, and then, like, there'll be a major update around the corner. So, like, come back or don't, you know? But I, I've been finding it, like, the, in, in the beginning, I think the worst part of the game is really early on before you get, like, this adventurer's manual, like, the adventurer's tome, and, uh, the, like, there starts to be, like, a lot more stuff to do. There's, like, daily contracts and they're they're kind of fun and they're they're pretty fast i'm surprised like how well it runs at least on my phone like that like you're able to teleport around the map really quickly and uh like uh, i i feel like it generally runs really well at least for a while before it starts heating up um and uh there there gets like once you're at least i think it's like level 10 is really when you start to get all this this extra cool stuff around the map but for, it took me a little while to get there because before that you're kind of just like more aimlessly wandering and then you start to get a lot to do so now i can aimlessly wander or yeah. complete quest chains or go into dungeons or do dailies there's a lot of more stuff that i could do so i'm, I'm really okay. enjoying it and i'm i feel like a lot of people are enjoying it as well and it looks like there's some really cool uh update that just around the corner how uh, do you fit multiple gotchas into your work stream into your life i mean i'm not always like like for Epic Seven, most of it is like on, uh, like I I have you know like farm like like I just I can do that kind of stuff really quickly and I don't always have to look at it. I just like I have like uh, my characters and everything all set up. So if I'm not if I don't want to pay attention to it, I can kind of just have go through the motions for fifteen minutes or so where I'm not even looking at the phone. I'm just kind of like setting up the runs that I have to do for daily stuff, and then I'm like playing Aim Lab or something on my computer. Um, or I'm at work and I'm just like setting up the runs and, and reading. I've been doing a lot of reading. Uh, and for Genshin, it's, it doesn't feel like it's the most, like there's no auto stuff. So it, it, it's really just trying to be more fun and more like action packed and have, give you stuff to do all the time. So mm. if I've had time to play, then I'll do uh, a little bit of exploration and stuff in Genshin. There's a new Imlab module, you know? Oh, I was playing that today. Yeah. Wall peak. Pretty cool. Actually, pretty helpful. I feel like that's one of the most important things I've been like, I, I, I didn't know how they would do it, but I, I've wanted this exact thing. Like, I want wall peak also maybe with like extra terrain too. Because what I want it to do is like look at a, a site and then have a target like run out and stop. Like just like swing at different lengths. Like maybe one that kind of just peaks the corner a little bit maybe one that's going to like wide swing onto the site. And that's kind of one of the best things that would help me out. But I think this is awesome for training. One in thing that I think would help me out uh, in aim lab would be something that um, has a movement penalty so that when I'm doing wall peak, I, I would have to try to like counter strafe yeah. um, to pull off the shot. Because I think that right now, uh, my biggest weakness in, in Valorant is that I can't really, uh, counter strafe very well yeah i wonder how much people just i wonder how much people counter strafe or just stop like sometimes like i don't think i, I never like count technically counter strafe because for 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 walking forward don't you have to hit, hit s yeah that seems uncomfortable how do you do that i don't know so i i just i just try and take my some people my some hand people off play qwes instead of wasd and I feel like that actually makes more sense, but... I don't know. I can't get used to that. I'm too old. Yeah, it's too late now. It's too late. No country for old men out here. 
but the, definitely too late now. The, yeah, so that's a really cool module in in, in Aim Lab where uh, you're kind of like you're sta- you start off staring at a wall. There's two um, hallways kind of on both sides of the wall, and you're you're just gonna like peek one hallway, and there's gonna be a target. You kill him. You go to the other side of the wall, and there's gonna be another target down like that other hallway. So you're just peeking left and right, back and forth, and just like trying to quickly flick to a target. I I really like that. I really do like that. I gotta put that into my main repertoire. For sure. Whew. Big stuff around the corner for Valorant, another game that is... That's a gotcha game. Nope, it's not. Uh, I mean, but, yeah, either you pull out a good game or you pull out a bad game. Yeah, the only gotcha really is is that. Like, is whether or not, are terrible. Whether or not I like can, can do anything. It's so weird how... I, I, I'll never understand, like, my inconsistency. Like, I had a game... Earlier, the first game we played, I, I played for the day, I was the top frag, and there was a point where I was like 12 kills, zero deaths, and I'm doing awesome, and my team is like hyping me up in chat and everything like that, and I, I, I ended up doing very well overall, and was definitely a, a factor in the team winning, just we got out so ahead so far on attacking split that uh, that like we kind of secured a victory from that uh, alone. And then just like a couple games later, whatever is like I'm like the the bottom fragger out of like a ten person lobby. It's like I, I don't even know like there's nine other people and I'm the worst one. And it's and it's always like nothing you do is right. Like it, you you peak at the wrong time. You they were like you you make the choice of like I'm gonna look. I got there's two places that they could come from. I'm gonna look at this one place and you you lost the coin flip. Like they come from the other. Just everything is wrong for the whole game. And it's just like. It's so demoralizing. You're just like, you're not only are you making these wrong decisions, but then you're just like, you don't know what to do. You're missing the shots when you are like, it just everything feels bad. I don't even know. I don't know how it is. Like, I can never be consistent. That's my main frustration. Yeah. Like there's AFKers and that kind of shit is frustrating, but there's nothing that gets to me even more than like the amount of time I put into aim lab. And then just to like have games where it's like, I'm 0.2 KD. And like, why am I just doing so bad? Why is everything the the worst choice? You know that the team is thinking about like, wow, if you know our Omen or Phoenix or whatever I'm playing could pick it up, we would maybe be doing some of the we'd maybe be winning some of these rounds. They can't win any of these fights. I know what you mean. Uh, I feel like I am fairly consistent, but I am definitely hard stuck in gold, uh, and it's mostly my own fault. And most of it is just that I don't turn it on very often yeah i think i think it it's i think one of the things that it, it's taken me so long to realize and i think people talked about this a lot in in uh in league two is that like i i could get to uh platinum based off of just having good teammates playing pretty good and uh having a, a streak of like there's no afks and I got a good team. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that if I didn't have any AFKs on my team or the enemy team this season, like if if there if no one left the game, I would be in platinum. Like that's a guarantee. Yeah, but I, I think that one of the other things I I have to tell myself is like I'm not in silver because if I were in silver, even if like there were issues with afks and the team's not really like my team not picking the right characters or making bad choices i would probably just aim out duel everyone and i would and i would be able to like times where there's only sil- there's mostly silvers in my games i i feel like i'm i i perform really well 
It's just when when gold is like. How much do you think of that as like a confidence though of knowing like I am ranked higher than them? No, therefore. I don't think I don't think it's that. Like I like I think it's the same thing in in league. Like if like I was hard stuck in silver in league, and if I were ever accidentally, if I was ever like like lost a lot or at the the beginning of a season placed in bronze, I would get out of it. Yeah, I would be because you're so far above that like level. If like if like like I felt like in league I was a gold player and but like uh, like a low gold player which meant that i couldn't really get myself out of silver because i was kind of like silver one to gold five ish and because i was around that 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 rank i was so much better than people way below me so if i were ever placed in bronze like there wouldn't be an elo hell like even if i was getting having problems with teammates not picking meta stuff or not listening or not like working like eventually i would just get out of there because i would i would be doing so much better than them and I feel like it's the same thing in Valorant of like you, you're like you maybe deserve to be in the one tier ahead of that, but like you you aren't necessarily deserving of that tier until you're just like decimating within your current tier. Like if I like if I were if I were top fragging every single game in gold and Valorant, then we wouldn't have a problem. I would leave. I would be out of platinum. I would be in platinum right away. But I'm not top fragging. I'm like inconsistent it's like kind of where i'm supposed to be i'm i'm yeah. doing well sometimes i'm doing poorly other times afks are always on my team i'm gold three right now yeah so if i just have a string of good games over the next week maybe i achieve platinum we'll see mm. that'd be we'll a cool way to, to end it uh but um i wonder how the like i don't think there's any chance for you to not have a gold border though right with the way that that like yeah. border that whatever that is works yeah, it'll be a gold border no matter what. I, my average for the season is gold two. I've been in gold two almost the whole season. Unless you won a ton of games, and you'd have to win like I think ten games in platinum. Is that yeah. correct? For to switch the border gonna, over. I don't think I'm going to do it because uh, towards the end of the season, I, I kind of wind down just knowing that the game's going to be better. The game's going to have more uh, next week. You know. Yeah. So, so, so it becomes a little less exciting. So let's talk a little bit about that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, they are releasing the fifth map. Which is a it's big, it's kind of a surprise. Icebox, which is a totally weird name for their for a map considering the other maps, which are like Bind, Haven, Split, Ascent, and then Icebox. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it's not like Tundra. It's... Wastes. It's, it's a pretty neat looking map. It looks Frozen. like it has... Uh, a couple of new mechanics on it, uh, zip lines, and you know, it looks like it actually. People, some people, some people are a little bit disappointed in the in the creativity because all the other maps in the game have one thing that completely sets it apart, and this one has it. It has the um, uh, what do you what is like the the ropes from Split, and it has what seems to be either a time based or um the ascent style switches because there's there's yeah, like a crane the, yeah but the switch in this one is way more dramatic because it totally opens or closes a way through the map yeah which i i feel like is pretty unique also i don't need every map to be gimmicky just make good maps yeah so, so i so yeah this is like a snowy russiany map and uh it looks reminiscent of a lot of people are saying cash or nuke from counter-strike it looks like it's the most vertical of all the maps uh it has stuff like 
bridges between indoor areas so there's like bridges out looking the site and uh zip lines that cross between like two different places that could maybe be like heavens on the site so a lot of looks like there's going to be a lot of verticality in this map but i like it it, it definitely adds I, this was the literally i was thinking about snow as like this is the last uh thing that i i needed for now to to really um switch up the color palette and I, I, it's coming a lot earlier than I expected, and it makes me really happy because I think this will be a good amount of maps. Like with with four maps, there's always like that 25% chance that you get that exact same map again multiple times. And we've had times where it's like it's Haven, it's Haven, it's Haven over and oh, over again. Yeah, it's always Haven. It's only a five. It's only changing the chance by five percent, right? It goes from 25% map to 20% map. Yeah, so, so it's not it's not that dramatic of a change, but I know what you mean. But and and it it just it matters, you know. It doesn't matter um, that to throw another map in there to not only is there more um, uh, diversity within uh, the maps, but just the pools, the, the the aesthetics and everything like that. I, I I like all that. I really hope that it turns out to be a good map. I I feel like I I really love Ascent, and I kind of at this point in time, I feel like there was a lot of times where. I could have pegged down what my favorite maps were, but I think that as I've played the game, I've like I I used to hate Split, and now I like Split more. And yeah, uh, I mean for me, it's Bind Split Ascent Haven. I I, I feel like I kind of like all the maps a lot, and I see where their functions are and everything. So I, I'm 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 really looking forward to this map. It'll be cool because uh, I've never like I was never good at Counter Strike. And when uh, this game, like, it, 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 Ascent was kind of, like, the first new map because the game, even in beta, was launching with uh, the other three. So Ascent, like, launched in uh, when the game went to, like, 1.0. But I still feel like I was really new then. And now I feel like it's been a lot more time. I've gotten better overall. So it'll be interesting to see what it's like to go to a new map completely and suddenly have, like all those weird angles again and just getting in like bizarre duels and not expecting people in certain places for a little while and getting more comfortable with that map like it's cool like I, like i feel like we're better so so i want to see what it's like to be like wild west on a map again i know what you mean uh yeah and then there's some uh you know they're gonna re- this is actually two months ahead of schedule right so this snow map was originally slated to release in december uh, but, you know, the community's just been like, we really need new maps. And, you know, I guess Riot figured map is well enough ready. So here it is. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty su- I, I was surprised, but... I mean, this does mean that probably from this map to the next map, it might be eight months. Maybe. Which might be miserable. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but And then cool. there's another character coming out, and it looks to be... If I had to take a guess, like there was a like they look kind of like Irish or Celticy and uh, like red hair, uh, really cool design, red hair, like green clothing, um, and there was like a Korean uh, like fun little like purposeful leak uh, where uh, her name is like four letters, the second letter is a K, and then they had four hints at her abilities, and I think this character might be kind of what i was thinking i kept saying it was like a native american spirit healer or like a totemic healer and i don't think that's the case but uh it looks like she might have like 
a wolf and a bird. And I, I, you know what I was thinking would be really cool? Uh, like a, I think this is like a UAV or something where it, she could like fly a bird over the map at like, like pick a, a starting point and an end point over the map and it would fly over and it would like ping downwards, but it wouldn't be able to look into like hells and places that have ceilings. I think that'd be kind of a cool mechanic. Like the bird could fly over, but think about all the maps where you could be hiding underneath something or be in a hell or be in indoors and the bird won't ping that area. So it would just kind of ping the people that it could see from a bird's eye view. I think that'd be a cool mechanic. Um, and then a, like a wolf looking thing, which I wonder is if it's like a summon or a pet or it might be what what the laziness, the, the laziest thing I can think. And I think a lot of people are thinking this as well is like, similar to these like two hunter the twin hunters or whatever which is a uh spike rush orb you can pick up that kind of like these ghosts that fly out and target the closest enemies like chase them down so i wonder if she'll have like throw out a spectral wolf that's just gonna like run towards the nearest enemy and give up their position it looks like she also has a healing ability and maybe a camouflage ability yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't think this game needs healers, but I, I could see, see like they 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 nursed Sage enough that maybe they'll start to experiment with characters that just have these minor minor like sixty heal for sixty damage or whatever. Like you're not even going to bring the people up to over a hundred or something, um, and just do it minor instead of like the big massive heals. The so we'll see. I, I, I mean, it's they've been doing some good things since the last patch, I think, what they did. They they nerfed the op pretty significantly. It's still yeah. it's still viable 100%, but uh, it's more expensive. It's 5,000 now, and it's slower to scope, and it's slower walk speed, and it's more uh, movement penalty for longer, so you can't really, like, jump around a corner and op the way that you used to or be as aggressive with it. And I, I feel like it's been a good change overall. I feel like the game got a little bit better. Yeah, I like the current state of the game, except for the terrible performance that uh, I've had. Yeah, that's, the, unlu- that's the, unfortunate. Some people performance that is not my personal performance, which has been uh, exemplary. Exemplary. Yeah, some a lot of people are reporting that they're they're getting some issues, and I I think Riot was talking about that. They were saying that they're 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 pushing the character back a little bit. Because they said that they want to focus, like they said, the map's ready and they're gonna that the map is gonna drop with the new season and the character's gonna come out like two weeks after that because they're like we want to actually spend more time on stabilizing the game because the current patch, the last patches have like destabilized the game yeah. a little bit and made it run a little bit worse for some people so that they're gonna like put more resources towards that than making the character come out on time. Yeah, and uh, man, uh, it would be cool to get one of those new graphics cards. I don't know. I don't know if that's something you're in the market for, but it's something. I gotta get a whole new computer. My computer just for a while now. My computer does this thing where uh, every once in a while, I'll I'll press it to start it, and it'll start. The computer starts running, and then it suddenly like just completely shuts off. Like the power goes out on it. And then it just automatically starts to try and rerun again. And it'll keep just like shutting itself off and trying one more time. I don't know what the fuck is yeah, going on. It's, I, it's probably your power supply. Unit I then. would think it's the power supply. Like I think, but it, the weird thing yeah. is that like, if I unplug it for a little while and sometimes I like, I'll even spend a little time like dusting it or, or cleaning it a little bit. Uh, it was long, when it's off power for a little bit, then when I plug it back in, it'll, it'll work. And as long as it like starts and boots up right, 
then I don't have any issues. Like I haven't had the computer shut off. Um, it just it sometimes like it'll be like when I turn it on, it fails to get up. So I do think that that could be a power supply problem. It is an old power supply. It's, I think it's the oldest part of my computer. I think it was the power supply that I was using before I bought the rest of the components. So I I, I wanted to... I, I am in the market for a whole new rig. I actually just bought a new power supply unit. Um, I bought it uh, maybe a week before the release of the GTX 3080 because I knew that if I you know put a 3080 into my computer that I would need more power... So now I just have this power supply sitting around, but I don't have any reason to install it until I get the new card. Uh, but I thought you said those are like completely sold out, right? Yeah, they've been sold out, but I mean, they were available to buy. Like if you had a bot, you could have bought one. So, but I bought the power supply before they came out because I was like, okay, buy a power supply and then the card comes out, buy the card, but... Now I've got the power supply, don't have a card, and they say that the shortages are going to last throughout the year. Um, but at this point, I was also thinking about um, just upgrading my computer overall. Um, right now, processors are super duper cheap, but if you want to buy a processor, you need a new motherboard. Um, and then it becomes a whole process, process, right? Because as soon as you're buying a new motherboard, you're unhooking everything and then rehooking it back up. And do I really want to do that? That's an like, ordeal. Before I get the new graphics card. I mean, the graphics card is the easiest part, right? Because that is the one where you just pull it out and, and plug it in. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't. I, I also don't know. Like, now is a weird time to be making uh, those types of frivolous buys. Oh, my God. Uh, breaking news right here on the cast. New character, Sky, S-K-Y-E, um, initiator. Guiding light, first ability, equip a falcon trinket with primal with prime primary fire, I think. Primary fire. You send it forward, hold fire to guide the hawk in the direction of your crosshair, reuse while the hawk is in flight to transform it into a flash. Okay, so it's like a it's like it's a, a jet a... smoke, but it's a flash instead. Yeah. Cool. Pioneer, equip a Tasmanian tiger trinket. With primary fire, send it take control of the predator. While in control, primary fire urge it, rushes forward, exploding in concussion, uh, directly damaging enemies hit. So it's a like controllable Roomba, I guess, that's on the ground and it explodes to become a concussion, like, similar to like a breach. Yeah. Sprout, equip a healing trinket, hold fire to channel, healing allies in range and vision time. It can be reused until its healing pool is depleted. Sky can't heal herself. Ultimate is equip a seeker trinket with primary fire to send three seekers to track down the three closest enemies. If a seeker reaches a goal, it brings it closer to him. If a seeker reaches, reaches its goal, he brings it closer, it closer to him. So like okay, a, that, three, wo three wolves that like rush out, and I guess when they hit the target, they pull it toward no, the... So someone, someone has a correction here, and it says the alt near sights targets that are struck it does not oh okay so paranoia is kind of oh nice yes. and there's even we even have the uh the abilities up on on youtube oh wow well there you go uh so that's neat uh she can flash herself with that uh with the the uh the bird it does some function similar to, like to jets the yeah she take when she's playing as the wolf 
that's what she's she's controlling it and moving it around. Uh, the healing thing is an AOE, and she doesn't heal herself. Yeah. Yeah. So the tiger trinket is probably more like a Sova drone than it is like a, a Roomba, in, in a way. Because you're also leaving your body behind in a in a pretty like dangerous way. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is I'm more like a Sova drone. I doubt that. That would be. That would be broken. If your if your body disappeared. Yeah. So. Pretty That's neat. neat. It's, it's cool to have the see what the character is going to be. I'm I am a little more excited for the map. I gotta say, it'll be cool to have a character that does seem like a like a character I might play, despite the fact that the healing trinket sounds a little lame. But that's fine. <clears throat> um, you know, I've been playing some other games though. I've been playing some Spelunky Two. Tell me about this Spelunky Two. Spelunky Two is very very hard. Um, I've heard this. But so was the first Spelunky. Did you ever play any Spelunky? No. So I would say that Spelunky is the game that sort of brought people into the roguelite style of games. It was book. Think of a roguelite, uh, and Spelunky came before it. Um, it is the first one of these games, and it was you know it's pretty much like a run base. The runs can last anywhere from like two minutes to like. I, I, I don't know what a winning run looks like. Maybe a half hour, 40 minutes. Did the uh, original one have uh, light element, like like a persistent elements? Uh, yeah, so the primary persistent element, and, and possibly the only persistent element, is that you can unlock shortcuts um, to lower floors, which is a sort of double-edged sword because the benefit of climbing from the beginning is that you'll be able to get a greater item pool so if you jump in halfway, it's cool because it gives you a chance to practice those lower floors, but you'll actually have a harder time completing a run if you start on them. Um, but it's a, it is sort of hard to explain what Spelunky is like, but it's a game where sort of everything can one-shot you, like your combat abilities aren't very good, and you're sort of approaching the game uh as a as a puzzling game but there are some really strong items you could pick up throughout a run like there's a shotgun there's like a, a jetpack and spring boots and things like that and you on this one you can also get like a yoshi which is essentially like well it's essentially a yoshi but it's like rideable turkeys that could like take a hit for you uh it is actually just like so difficult to talk about what spelunky is for someone who doesn't know what it is but the, the floors are very fast, like they, they last about three minutes where you're supposed to get through these floors that are laden with traps and enemies. You're essentially just trying to climb down and get to the next floor. And and one of the crazy like one of the things that's pretty interesting about Spelunky 2 right now is just that nobody has the game like figured out yet. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. all of like these secret floors and, and things that people have seen but they don't know how to interact with. That's just a good yet. time to be playing, huh? Yeah, so it's cool from that perspective. I should get into it more, but so much of my time still just goes into uh, Path of Exile and also just playing games with friends, which yeah. I've been doing a lot of. Uh, last week, or rather this weekend, we checked out this game, Phasmophobia, for the for the first time. This is a very exciting concept. Yeah, Phasmophobia has been killing it on Twitch. I think that this game uh, is is maybe the future of horror games. And I think that it's probably one of the best horror games. I mean, there are greats up there like, uh, I, I think maybe the biggest contender for best 
horror game is Resident Evil 7. And the, the thing that holds Resident Evil 7 back is that it's only scary the first time. So Phasmophobia has a lot going for it. First off, it is a co-op game. I, I think that co-op horror works so well. Um, and essentially what it is, is you are a team of ghost hunters. You are going to these locations. You're given a little bit of information about the ghosts, such as uh, what their names are, whether they'll engage with you if you're only alone or if you're in a group. And also uh, you just sort of, the, there's, the maps are a little different each time. Uh, they're foundationally the same, like the rooms will always be in the yeah, same place. Yeah, there's five maps, I think. There are seven maps. Oh, wow. Uh, but they will move around uh, certain parts uh, of the map, yeah. like items will be in different places, and the generator. So essentially, like, if you put on too many lights in the house, the generator can trip, and where it is will be in a different time each time you enter. And one of the most, you know, interesting parts about this is is just the random elements where... There are 10 different types of ghosts, uh, which all will interact with you in different ways. Each time you go into the house, one of the things you're trying to figure out is what room is it haunting? And once you have that figured out, your your key goal is to use these different investigation tools uh, in order to deduce what type of ghost it is. And then you have these uh, secondary goals of take a picture of the ghost or yeah, different use, every time use a, use a crucifix on the ghost use smudge sticks uh and they're all yeah so these goals are different every time but but i think that it's also really interesting that the ghost will respond to the player when when you do certain things or 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 speak to it or use its name the game has a voice recognition so you could say like uh give me a sign and maybe it'll start like picking things up you could tell it to like close the door turn on the lights turn off the lights you could tell it to scream uh which is i don't need that which is a really bad idea and uh the game has different difficulty levels there's also a a level that the player has so as you level up uh you get greater access to a more diverse set of tools uh you unlock larger and way scarier maps and also greater difficulty levels. So on the beginner difficulty level, you have five minutes uh, of, of uh, safety where the ghost will not attack you, which gives you a lot of time to just set up around the house to try to find out its key location. And as the difficulty ramps up, the final difficulty, uh, you're facing off against much more aggressive ghosts uh, with zero setup time. So as soon as you walk into the house, uh, the ghost could be aggressive and start attacking you. As you experience things against the ghost, it's lowering your sanity. Uh, the worse sanity you have, the more likely you are to be targeted by it. And I just think that the, the horror works really well in this game because of the random elements, because you don't know how the ghost is going to react. There are ghosts that react uh, like uh, who are more aggressive when the lights are on. There are some who become powerless when the generator is tripped. There are ghosts like uh, poltergeists who can just throw a lot of stuff at you and who are essentially very weak. If you put, if you can get them into a room that doesn't have any objects in it, 
So I think that the mixture of just having these different maps, having the random element of you don't know where the ghost will be, you don't know how the ghost will act, lend it to be a pretty effective uh, horror game. And it's in early access. It's seeing a, a ton of positive reception. I think right now it's at like 97% positive on Steam with like 11,000 reviews or something like that. It's 15,000 reviews. Uh tons of streams on twitch it's probably like the third most watched game on twitch uh right now yeah people love watching people react to horror things yeah and it's and also people are like i'm watching streams where people are like level 40 where they've played this game for you know 20 hours 25 hours and it's still scaring them uh and it's exciting to see you know i want to see some more maps so right now uh i have i've seen i think maybe four or five maps I've seen the high school, by far the scariest map I've seen, but there's also an asylum, which would be, which I'd like to see. I, I would like to see them, you know, release more maps like uh, a hospital would be pretty scary or an abandoned mall would be really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would also be cool if they added like character classes. Oh, and one thing that I didn't even talk about is there is a truck where essentially you're entering the house, you have like a base of operations parked outside with like your van, and you could see like a mini-map, you could see everyone's sanity, the current level of ghost activity, and you can interact with placed cameras or sound sensors or motion sensors. So I do like the idea of like somebody is like operate, like if you're on a four-man team or like a three-man team even, someone is operating like out of the van, maybe they're a coward, or yeah, that's level. usually the case, though, right? Like, yeah, it is the case. Yesterday, I I was on a team where three people were trying to be in the van, and I was, like, in the house by myself. That sounds like a boring-ass group of people. Like, you got to step in. You can't just be, like, all, like, have... What's the purpose? You, like, you can't have three eyes on the one camera, like, on the one computer. Like, there's no per- there's no reason for it. Like, you can't watch different cameras like there's only one camera you can be watching at a time right yeah i guess some people think they want to play a scary game and then they get into it and they're like oh, they really actually, don't want to play a scary game this yeah. is actually this is scary i think the game is pretty scary uh, uh it's gotten me good a couple of times yeah uh, yeah I'm, i don't always do that well with, with spooky things and it does kind of spook me a little bit the ghosts like they kind of look goofy when you actually see them which kind of like one the, i think the scariest part of any kind of horror is before you see something so for for me like when the initial like tutorial which is a horrendous tutorial just they, they just they, the game doesn't start off the most promising because um the tutorial is Kind there, of, are, there are too many, but like the button situation in that game is wild. There's tons of buttons. There's no explanation for the buttons. You can't can, you can't go into a key bindings menu, which is what I do as a shorthand for like what are my key yeah, bindings and what do the, the game. There's no like there are no settings once you're in the game. The only settings that are available are audio settings. Once you're like if you're before you leave on a mis- mission, you have control to like modify your key settings but once you're in game like that's it yeah so if you do the, the, the initial tutorial they don't really do a lot of like they're just like oh pick up this thing and it's like well what what is the pick up button and you can only and they don't tell you stuff like i think you can hold three things at a time and if you're holding more than three things you have to place something and then the placing yeah. is goofy as hell like you just and kind you know of what? toss it's it because and it's because this game is built for vr yeah so the it was sort of like ported to work on a mouse and keyboard 
you should play it. If I were you, I'd be playing it on VR. No, just I don't need that. I'd have to know. Um, but uh, so, so it definitely controls way better. Like you're able to like actually place things and like work with physics in ways where you could like throw the cr- crucifix down. Um, so uh, they ha- there's all that going on. Then the character models are just They're they so are good. just I good. They are it. just phenomenal. The the character models are just like they look like like uh like oblivion randomized like they're just bad looking and when you like like the way that the they don't move their neck they're like the characters don't move their neck they move like they pivot at their at their like pelvis kind of so if you're looking at the if you're looking at like the ceiling they're kind like they're kind of like all the way like their chest is also facing the ceiling you limbo yeah they're like they're limboing every which way and if you're looking at the ground while you're walking they're kind of like fully crouched over instead of just like you know the way that any other video game would look like you're like their head is kind of bent forward a little bit and they're looking at the ground like a human would yeah like the, the models so much of it, all of the models are based on vr rigging yeah so they, like there's a lot of goofy shit right off the bat um uh it is it is kind of spookier and i think it would be t- terrifying in vr like i cannot deal with that because there's no you can't really like look away and like just like shit is just going to be in your face also like when it catches you it like puts its eyes like, yeah hand hands over your me. eyes i feel like that would be a real treat in vr yeah, the time, but the, but then it like it's funny because when you die, you also get to like walk around as a ghost, and the, the the ghosts or whatever, like they look like different things, but they kind of just like slide around on the ground. They're not really well animated, and I guess they aren't like designed to be because you're not really seeing them that much. You might see them like a split second or like just standing there every once in a while, but you're not supposed to see them that much. If like if you're seeing them, they're probably trying to kill you. Um, but yeah, but I do love how much of the game is not seeing the ghosts, like the yes. dread of it. Yeah, knowing that like they will, they will just kill you. Yeah, like it's a, if they get to, they you. do a good job of the um uh, of like even once you've played it and you you know what to expect a little bit. There is that like like the the the, the you like you said. There's that time before it can start. The ghost can start to get aggressive, and there's because of that like like the tension like the 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 tension rackets like rackets up you're trying to figure out what's going on with like the room they like you said that they're hunt that they're haunting there might be like spooky miniature things happening uh rooms that are colder like yeah sometimes you could find like a ouija board and you could actually ask it like where are you and like it might tell you like it's upstairs or behind you that's a good one yeah um uh and also, when it starts hunting, it will close doors. Yeah. So if you like, if it starts hunting and it's trying to kill you, like your lights will start flickering, uh, the front door will close and lock. You have to try to hide. And if you're playing with in-game audio rather than um, Discord, then which is I think the way that I would want to play it moving forward is with in-game audio. Uh, the radios don't work anymore, so you can hear people who are close to you. Uh, but if people are trying to communicate via radio, like if you have someone playing inside the truck and a hunt starts, uh, you can't hear the people in the truck anymore. That's that's which good. means yeah, which means they can't even tell you like oh it tripped, uh, it tripped this motion sensor, it tripped the sound sensor. Uh huh. I, I so so we've we've said a lot about it, but just to like basically uh, sum things up, it kind of is almost like a roguelite or like a rogue, yeah, like a little bit like a roguelite, weirdly enough, yeah, because because it's run based. You like you're going to these different maps, and the map, like you said, is kind of randomized. And the main like the the to boil everything down, I really love this concept. Is that the all the different ty- there's like onis and like you said, there's like onis, phantoms, revenants. 
poltergeist yeah, raids, and raids. Yeah, they they all work in different ways, and there's like a kind of like a guide on on how it works, and you can set up to see what evidence it is, and everything. All the different things are separated by like three key uh, elements of that type of goat of like like specter or whatever. So so it'll be it's just cool stuff of like you, what you're what you're mainly doing is like throwing a bunch of tools at it, figuring out is the ghost writing like can we put down a piece of paper or like a journal and the ghost writes on it that's like a hint that it could be an oni or a revenant i'm not saying i'm not necessarily getting it right or um does the ghost make cold spots does the ghost make like an orb that floats in the sky um but you can only see through uh through video cams yeah it's the ghost uh like putting its hands on the walls and making like fingerprints so like it's just kind of so like the main thing is that you're you're going into this map you've probably seen before and the uh you're trying to figure out what the what ghost is haunting it while trying to also maybe complete these side objectives that could put yourself in danger or do riskier things um and and that that you're look you're waiting for that moment of like it's it's kind of it's kind of cool of like like you're trying to figure out like what we're working with is like oh it was a oni because i I, it made the fingerprints it made the cold area it's violent like all these kind of things i i think that's a cool concept and then after that if you depending on what kind of stuff you got right you get more money for and you can better also equipment. yeah press your luck on those side objectives yeah the side objectives and seem also, to like put yeah, you in danger using, a lot of times and you're using money to buy equipment but if you die you lose the equipment that you added to that to that run yeah so it is this challenging thing also of like how much you want to I, risk? i'm going to this location do i want to bring a, a head mounted camera it's 60 dollars. is it worth it you know yeah i would say the the well like the other than just like how uh animations like the game is kind of good looking at least the 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 uh the environments are very good looking i for the most part i would say that they're they're pretty good looking and it's uh, serviceable it's it's serviceable and it looks especially good i think uh, like uh what was it the silent hill uh what was the name of the silent hill vr game that everyone loved the, oh, I have no. It wasn't. It wasn't a VR. It was a. It, you you would remember this. It was like it was just a demo. Oh, uh, yeah, P. PT, PT or something like that. Um, uh, the uh, I I noticed how good like like horror games can look really good because it's just like everything is kind of dark and and like the lighting is what's playing it. So like the the game might not have like the highest graphical fidelity, but because everything is very dark and uh there's like uh, they work really hard on the the lighting the lighting just makes everything look a lot better so i think the game looks overall pretty good but the like i said the animations are horrific those are the scariest things like animation yeah, the characters are some, animations are there terrible. are some yeah the the characters look ridiculous there are some scary looking ghost models there are some scary some looking ghost models like, some of them are like I, I i don't know if you've seen like the little girl one like there's one that like holds a sickle and like its mouth is like huge like it has like a like a joker mouth that goes all the way up its to its ears that one is is pretty spooky uh, one thing i i also think is fascinating is like the game is pretty janky but i think that the jank kind of is charming it it is kind of like i don't know exactly how crosses work i don't know exactly how smudge sticks work but it it's kind of okay because it's like paranormal and like if everything were so obvious and like figure outable right away, it would be a little bit less scary. Uh-huh. So 
I think it kind of works out. I don't know. Yeah. I like I can, the tank. Um, I would, but I would like to see them work a little bit more on making the model, like the ghost models and stuff, animate a little bit better because they they look a little goofy when you're actually. You know what else them. you should have? This game should have cosmetics. This game should have things where I have killed ten onis. So at my home base, I have like a trophy case. Yeah. So like this is my oni trophy. I I took a picture of a hundred dirty sinks. So now I have a plumber hat. And I, and I think that in a run-based game like this with those random elements, it would be cool to have, like, some cosmetic progression. Yeah. Uh, that that would be that would be amazing. Give me a battle pass. <laughs> they, 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 could, they could do a lot, and I think that, that a lot of people are liking it, so that maybe they will, like... They're making a ton it, of money. Right? Would... If you think about the fact that this is, like, a three-person team, $14, they probably have 100,000 sales at this point. Like, they have ranked in they, they probably have ranked in over a million dollars from this game it's 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 an easy game to see how they would do more content as well like just make more types of ghosts and like have just more different uh types of ghosts that work in different ways that's it yeah and i like want, different maps. I want maps. yeah the maps, I want as well. maps and i want more events like if i'm in the school like i want a poltergeist to like Boy. open up all the lockers yes. and like summon them yeah or like like I walk into a room and all the desks are floating and then they just like fall to the ground. I think that there's a few things that they could do with some mild scripting that would be amazing. Uh-huh. And and one thing I, like there are so many ideas. Like there there could also be I don't know if you you've been like the party leader yet, but the maps like that you get like your jobs are randomized. Uh and there's also a random chance of them being like a higher difficulty once you get to like higher player levels but it would also be cool if some of them were like okay you're fighting a signature ghost where it has like these specific things that are like totally different and like it's super rare and it's difficult but you got like a ton of money like it would just be cool like there's so much possibility with this game and i hope that they lean into it and you know continue to work on it because it it seems like it's a super big success and I hope that it lasts for longer than a month, right? Because this is like the spookiest month. I can imagine the- this doing well over time. Like, it, like, like, you, there always is value to like, it's it's a game that garners those ridiculous overreactions that people always have, and from for like the next whatever, however many years, I can always imagine there being a spot on Twitch for uh, people just watching someone like scream at a high pitch shrill whenever they get they they see the ghost yeah i i was watching mark plyer play yesterday uh one thing there's also all these like moments for just like interaction and co-op where uh somebody was leaving the house and before they did they said the ghost names a bunch of times to piss off the ghost the ghost immediately locked the door after they left and killed his friend and it's just like there's all of that, like em- emergent stories that yeah. that could pop up just because it's co-op, uh, and it's all it also is like pretty watchable. Like as I've been playing, I've been like streaming it to a few friends, and you know people have been digging just watching it too. So it's a really cool game. Yeah, those are the games I've been playing. I think those are the games. All right. Well. WTDG podcast. That's what you've been listening to. It's what's the deal with games. You could find us on 
iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us wherever podcasts are found. You can find us on Twitter at sign WTDG podcast. You could download these episodes uh, at WTDGpodcast.com. Thank you, Ryan Galloway and, and Bumper, for the use of your song, You Can Get It, off of the new album, Pop Songs 2020. You can find them at YouTube, where you can also find all, a link to all their merch and their their vinyl and their shirts. I'm still waiting on the shirt and the vinyl. I'm waiting check on them the vinyl. Out. Get it before They're it's the gone. They're the intro, the outro. If you see Bumper merch out there, you better get it, because it's going fast. People are loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah.